You can do it! Today's process is this. You must develop your quick start superpower. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. Work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. Rangers, it is Monday. I'm going to take a take a sip of my smooth operator coffee from coffeecrusaders.com. Mm. They don't give me anything. Keith Dow is just a cool veteran who runs a coffee company, and he built this cup, built the coffee. He uh, crafted this coffee himself. It's an original. It's a Keith Dow original, smooth operator. It's the best one, in my opinion, but they're all good. E Pluribus Unum, also good. All right, so I'm a little fired up today for a couple different reasons. One is that uh, anytime I get to quote The Water Boy is is a good day. Uh, A very underrated film. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, Adam Sandler at his best. At his best. And... uh, uh, he puts Rob Schneider in his films. I guess they made some kind of deal where uh, they, if one of them got successful and the other one didn't, then they would help them in their career. And so he, Adam Sandler kept true to his word and just kept putting Rob Schneider in there. That's pretty cool. It makes me like Adam Sandler even more when I was doing my, my podcast research for today. So, all right, here we go. Episode 68. We're closing in on 90 episodes and we're going to take a pause at 90 and we're going to fix all the issues that are... Um, that the podcast has when I don't know what they all are until I do a quarter of work on it. So I know some of them, but we'll sit and we'll do a review. So if you have complaints or whatever, and you're like, Oh, you know, the clicks or your heavy breathing, Wade, you jerk, whatever, where you curse too much. We're, we're going to reevaluate all those and fix those. Uh, and then do a little course correction at 90 days, 90 episodes. I'm Ron Burgundy. So, all right, what are we talking about today? Well, today is kind of a cool day because I have my first sort of coaching session with Brian Paraday of bonestobulk.com. And Brian's a pretty cool cat. Like I, it's funny, I love being marketed to in a way that one, makes me wanna buy something, but two, teaches me how to craft my own message. So Brian, um, he posts a picture of himself where he was like super, super, super skinny. And his avatar are people who are skinny and have always struggled to put on muscle or and want to do that or have like a skinny person mindset, right? And you would say to yourself, well, that's interesting. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to focus your avatar on people who are overweight to help them as a trainer and like sure but that's that's not a sub niche that's a niche of the health market right and the there's everyone is does the you know i can't remember what the guy's name was but he got fat from fat to fit to no from fit to fat to fit that guy drew something as his name or whatever he's killing it crushing it and he's he focuses to um the mindset of learning what it was like to to gain weight and then and then lose it and so but brian does like the opposite of that the as i always say sometimes the answer to your thorniest problems always lies in the opposite pole and so he was like well skinny people have problems getting fit too and i know that you may say to yourself 
Um, oh, it's that's you. I wish I could have that problem. But be careful what you wish for. Every every benefit has a has a negative in it. It just does. And um, you know, nobody. This is going to be my. I finally figured out. I'm going to do a catch up episode today, and I finally figured out. I've got a floating time block after this one, and I'm gonna. Um, so that'll be episode 69, um, which will be nobody owes you anything, and we want to treat everyone with grace because you have no clue what other people's issues are, and so. Um, you know, I we want to treat each other with grace. The golden rule: treat others how you respect. How would you want them to treat you? Because you just don't. One of the reasons is it's just a good thing to do. But the other reason is that who you think you are dealing with at all times is not who you're dealing with. You're dealing with the public face of people. You don't know what goes on in the dark nights in their in their brain. So we'll talk about that more in the next episode. But um, but what we're talking about today is so he Brian hit all of his stuff talks a lot about. Um, the, the mindset shift of, of of how like a lot of getting in shape is due to it's not so much you know the eating out or the eating out the eating portion nutrition and the exercise part is pretty simple it's really the way that he does it it is it's very simple it's just a math problem but it's the mindset that's so critical is what what kills people it's not because the stuff is overcomplicated like it's not lifting weights is not complicated like especially if you've not lifted weights before very simple um but what he does is he talks so much about the mindset because your mind your mind your mind doesn't have the consciousness to get you to where you want it to go isn't that an interesting isn't it isn't that an interesting thing to think about like your brain is a tool i should say this your brain is a tool your brain can't get you where you want it to go because it's just a tool it's just a it's just a sort of an organic computer okay so it can't see anything outside of the input that it receives but your consciousness is the only thing that can take you out of your brain figure out the goals where you want to go and then use your brain as a tool you call it your mind your consciousness the observer whatever you want to call it right your soul your inner purpose your special purpose like the jerk um like whatever and so um you know and, and for me i've talked previously about one of the one of the sort of the negative heuristics that i've had my whole life is that i'm weak it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how in my life i've been a martial arts instructor i fought competitively um you know I've, I've probably been in a ring fighting another human being i don't know 500 times probably more a thousand times i probably had a thousand fights right and um so like i'm comfortable and but still you know and it's like there's there's you know there's winning and learning right there's never losing so sometimes i win sometimes i lose whatever that was a long time ago though uh, but i'm just saying even in that point in my life you know six four was in shape um, I still always felt like weakness, like I was weaker than other people. And that uh, the compound effect of that was is, is corrosive, right? Negative heuristics. And so finally, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to drum out that whatever that I'm going to work on drumming out that weakness feeling. And it's a mindset problem. And so Brian talks about the mindset. And, and for me, it goes back to when I was so skinny as a, as a young boy. Right. I still can't for whatever reason, I still can't extract that skinny young boy feeling no matter how old I get or no matter uh, 
or no matter how strong I get, it doesn't matter. It doesn't get, it doesn't matter if I arm myself uh, in my house for personal protection. It doesn't matter if I um, do karate for nine years or whatever it was, right? Uh, it does. It doesn't matter if I've done five hundred fights. It doesn't matter if every situation I've ever been out in the world that's ever gone south, I've been able to kind of defend myself and comport myself. It doesn't matter. There's still something that's deep inside of there that 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 has a it has a personality, and so. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm sick of this. And, and what I, what I did was I just said, okay, I'm going to find somebody um, that's going to help me with that. And I, I thought it was going to be more like a therapist kind of thing where I was going to be, you know, Brian, if you're listening to this, I know you're not a therapist, but I thought it was gonna be more like someone who was going to, I was going to talk about it. And I don't know, like, like, you know, cry about it. Like, my weak self. And, but then the universe brought me to Brian and and then his marketing actually is really like he does he does these Facebook posts that are awesome, and they're just short little videos, little snippets of value, and that's when I was like, oh, this is the guy, and it's just the universe will provide you know when the when the math when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Like, and so I'm really fired up um, to start with him today to start tackling sort of that weakness mindset that I have, and it's not all the time, but it's in there, and I want it out, you know, or at least I want it to be weaker and weak. I want the weakness mindset to be weaker. Now I may never be able to get rid of it. It just may be like. Like, you know, the um, something that I always have to accept and deal with and, and work through. And that's a resistance for me because maybe you can't ever eliminate something like that. It's just too deep. Um, I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know is that it's weaker now than it was when I was younger, obviously. And I want to keep continuing it to get weaker because um, I want the weakness to get weaker and or the feeling of weakness to get weaker because... You know, the difference between winning and losing is a micron and there may be a decision I have to make or an action I have to take that I just need a little bit more courage to do. And if that little saboteur comes out and starts messing with me, I may not take the action. And so I need to be able to make myself as free as possible to make decisions and and take actions so that when opportunities arise, when the right opportunity arises, I can act on it and not be paralyzed by fear. And that's a courage thing. And you gotta you gotta feed the courage wolf, as Mark Devine says, right? And that's a that's an old Indian proverb. I don't know if you've ever I guess it's an Indian mythology or an Indian story where I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it basically goes like this is that, you know, the the village elder was telling his the village chief was telling his son in an Indian village, hey um, you know, there are two wolves inside of you. One of them is the fear wolf and one of them is the courage wolf. And um, they're always fighting. And whenever one of them wins, that's what decides if you're going to act with fear or with courage. And the, the young boy then asks his father, well, how do you, you know, how do you make the courage wolf stronger? And the, the dad looks at him and says, by feeding it. And that's true. Jim Rowan says you have to push fear into a corner in your mind. So it never really goes away. You just got to push it into a little dark, tiny, 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 tiny corridor far away. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to feed the courage wolf and, and push the fear wolf away. And and it's 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 an active process. It's process thinking. It's there's never a there's never a point where maybe that process is over for me, right? And that's my sort of bugaboo. Maybe you don't have that. Maybe you don't. Maybe you were always physically strong, but but maybe you felt stupid, right? And so you have to you have to feed the feed the courage wolf about your intelligence and that you're intelligent enough to succeed in what you want to do. And really, intelligence is the booby prize, right? It it, it has everything to do with with perspective and work you know like if you have the right perspective and you work hard and work right hard on the right things you'll be okay but if you could be super super smart and and play poker all the time 
right? That's what I did. It's like my, I'm not saying I'm super smart, but I was using my brain in the poker world for a, wrong, a long time because I had the wrong perspective. And, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is about solving problems and creating value. It's not about moving money around from, from stronger players to weaker players. And that's what poker is, was to me. And so that's why I didn't, I don't play poker like that anymore. And so I don't know if that's something that resonates with you or not, but I'm just sort of reporting to you what's going on with me right now when I'm working on it. Because the other thing too, is that you'll also find is that if you tackle these things, the universe has a really sneaky way of giving you compound benefits, right? Um, maybe compound is the wrong word, multiple benefits. So like if I get in shape and I start lifting weights, and get physically stronger. Um, I oh Lily, how oh, Lily's snoring. I got her a dog bed. She's got a dog bed now. She's sleeping in. Now she doesn't have a makeshift towel. Makeshift towel. There's a dog bed in here now. Although it has a rip in it, and there's dog bed stuffing all over the place. So she looks kind of like a like a uh, troubled art project right now. She has like fluff all over her. Uh, but the the thing is, is that. Um, if I tackle this and I feed the courage wolf and I attack this this problem, this weakness problem, so yeah, I'll get it. But there's, there's all these collateral benefits. I'll get in shape, okay. I'll have more energy, which will allow me to work more, get up earlier, stay up a little later, work more, be more productive. Um, I'll be healthier, obviously. Uh, I'll lose weight, so I'll you know preserve my knees, hips, and back for when I'm older. And when you're when you as you age, I think when you hit your 30s, you lose like some percentage of muscle every year. And so I haven't been lifting weights in a long time, so I've been losing muscle. And I just I don't want to be like super skinny. You know, you want to be, you want to have. I don't want to be a bodybuilder, but I want to have some muscle as I age because that helps you be healthy. And those are all. Those aren't the reasons. Those aren't the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. The reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to attack the weakness that's inside me and that I feel weak. However, all of those benefits are collateral and those are a reason, um, a reason also to do it. And so when you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, well, I have the reason to do something, look a little deeper, get some more perspective. I promise you there'll be other reasons. There will be, you know, a reason to do it as well. So that when you kind of like hem and haw about doing it, you can, you'll have multiple reasons to do it. You want to put yourself in a position to succeed, which leads us to today's um, kind of observation is like, look, is there's never a, you know, if you think about if you think about the state that we're in right now, the gyms are basically all closed. There's no free weights, right? In terms of in Virginia right now, I have to make an, an appointment to go to like one of the rec centers and work out, okay? We're in quarantine. And so there's a risk of going into a public place and working out. So that's a risk, right? Um, and also like, I don't have a home gym. I have a couple barbells and a couple sandbags and um, I don't even have a bench. Right. And so like now is not and, and our business is doing OK enough to feed us and get us going and, and we're growing a little bit, but it's not necessarily enough to be outlaying a bunch of money on fitness equipment. So now is not the greatest time to start. So there's all sorts of reasons not to start. But here's a little secret that I've learned is there's never a good time to start. Never on anything. There isn't. If you wait for the right time to start anything, then you're going to wait way too long. You know, I think about proposing to my wife. I, I wanted to wait till it was the right time. And then we ended up being together. You know, the day that we got married was the four year anniversary of our first date. So it took me three years to propose. And then obviously there's the year of engagement or whatever. Right. So like three years. So I probably waited. So if, if I propose at year three, at the beginning of year three, I probably waited two years and 11 months too long. Like if you met my wife, you'd be like, wait, you're a fucking idiot. Why did you wait so long? And, and one of the reasons I think it was, was that I wanted everything to be 
just right or I wanted the situation to be right. And that was silly. I didn't have the perspective that I have now. And so it, it we waited too, I waited too, we waited too long. Yeah, my wife punched me, punched me in the throat right now if she was in here. I waited too long because I was waiting for things to be right, but nothing is ever right. And the reason why nothing is ever right like to start like perfectly right is because the universe is filled with entropy at whatever starting conditions you set for yourself right the universe is always going to fuck with you like it doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter how simple you make it even if i was to say well i'll start lifting weights when i lose i don't know 15 pounds okay but then losing 15 pounds is difficult right and why, why not just start doing everything at once like do it do the workout routine that you want to eventually have which is cardio and weightlifting and start it in the middle of a global pandemic because if you wait till the end of the global pandemic who knows what's going to happen between now and then and there's another thing to think about as well i need to be more healthy because my immune system, I need to get my immune system up as, as high as humanly possible during this time. So why in God's name would I wait until everything is over? I may not make it if my immune system is down. I may get sick and die. And so, you know, and, and that is an analogy for your business. Like your business won't save you, but your business can, a healthy business can protect you. Okay. Now, not all protections, not all protections work all the time, right? So your business can't protect you from everything, but a healthy business will protect you, right? And um, so why are you waiting? Now, I'm not saying go quit your job right now. We're not quit your job. And it's a weird time to start a podcast about people who are trapped in their nine to five. But this is the life preserver I'm trying to throw to you right now is that you need to start today. Okay. If we're out of the pandemic and you're listening to this to like whatever a year from now or two years from now, whenever we're out of this whole this whole mess that we're in, and and you're not in the middle of a global pandemic, something else is coming. Doesn't really who knows what it is, but every ten years it seems to be there's some kind of massive issue or problem. And so you're the only reason that we're doing it all okay during this time is because I have a business that I developed to, to be able to move to Virginia Beach without a fucking job. <laughs> and do you think it was the right time to move to Virginia Beach when I didn't have a job? No, I just did it. I just pulled the trigger. I did a, I did a quick start, right? And so I took the Kobe index. And one thing about the Kobe index is kind of one of the know yourself things. It's very useful. Um, it's like fifty bucks to take it, but I would recommend taking it. And I'm like a, I'm a nine three three, and I'm a nine quick starter. Like everything I do is quick start, right? And um, so I'm actually, it's a superpower that I have. However, it, my superpower is inhibited by my fear sometimes. Like the whole thing about working out and being weak and skinny. And so even your own superpower can be, if it's, even if you max almost at the, like, I think the 10 is the biggest score that you can have a more competitive. Why am I not a 10 on the quick start? So like, I'm in, I'm in the top, like whatever, 10% of people, 95% of people with quick start. Uh, I will like, just, I will, you give me anything. I'll be like, all right, let's do, let's make a business out of it. Right. That's just how my mind works. Um, I'm really good in the beginnings. I'm not so good in the middles and the ends. That's why I need to leverage other people that are good at middles and ends. Okay. However, Hmm. Another sip of coffee. However, the, the, if, if you are one at quick start, if the key to being an entrepreneur is iterating things quickly, right? One. And then also the king is being another skill is being able to pull the trigger whenever the timing seems weird, then you need to develop to become a quick starter. Now you don't have to become a nine, but you have to actually on, on paper, on purpose, start to figure out, all right, well, how do I, if I'm not a quick starter, how do I, um, if you're not a quick starter, step one would be is how do I uh, how do I develop that skill on purpose? If you are a quick starter, then your problem is how do you then quick start? How did you then quick start on the right things? 
because then you start well, going to grand gestures, you start you know picking up habits like learning how to do calligraphy, your bullshit that doesn't help you. So it's it's remember every every strength has a weakness. So if you are not a quick starter, but you develop the skill to become a quick starter, it's much more likely that you will develop. Um, that you'll use the quick starter, quick starter skill that you develop on the right things because you got to pick what you're going to quick start on versus someone who's naturally a quick starter who just is fucking quick starts on every single thing that, you know, squirrel, shiny object that comes in their head. So it is a superpower that you do need to develop. And you just need to remember that there is a heuristic that there is never a good time to start, which means you must start now. You must start now. The, 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 because if, the, if, if you have picked something that's worthwhile, if you have picked something that's worth doing, Okay, then there is no reason to not start doing it immediately if there is no good time to start. I'm going to say that again because I really want you to understand what I'm saying. If you have picked something to do that's important to you, then you must start it immediately because there's never a good time to start. Then it's on you. If you know that, if you know there's never a good time to start and you're waiting, then you're just hurting yourself. You're, you're hurting yourself because you're not, you're not acting on something worthwhile that you want to do. And human beings, we get meaning from, from, we get fulfillment from doing things. Ricky Bobby is a doer, not a thinker. Like, you know, that's what we do is we get fulfillment from doing things, from taking responsibility, from doing things. Right? We just want to do the right things. And that's another, that's a podcast topic for another time. But what I am trying to tell you though, is that there's just never a good time to start. So you have, that means you must start now or you're hurting yourself. So what I want you to do is take out your working papers. If you don't have any working papers, for the love of God, go buy a journal. If you don't have a journal with you right now, then take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade and pick an area of commerce connections and creations and be like, all right, what's important to me in this area that I'm not doing right now? What you're not doing right now. All right, right. Step one, write that down. Step two, take an action on it today because you're hurt. Now you've, now you've declared something, you're hurting yourself now. And if when I said that, like something popped into your brain immediately, that's what you should be doing. You already know what it is that you should be doing. You're just waiting. Stop waiting. You're hurting yourself. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper, on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.